UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And today we have the very good job of talking about Michigan's overwhelming victory by a score of 63-3 over Hawaii yesterday in the home opener. Well, Andy, what did you think of that one? Well, I was very happy with it. It was uh, it was uh, great to see Michigan so well organized, so well trained, so well schooled by Coach Harbaugh and the others. To see a new quarterback, uh, Wilton State, uh, do so well after making an additional great big error with that interception. Uh, it, the thing just all fell in place, and it was all Michigan all day long. And uh, Hawaii uh, couldn't do anything. Hawaii did play hard. They hurt some people. They were hitting out there. They didn't just quit and give up. And uh, they had an idea of how Michigan's defense was going to work, and it didn't help them a bit. So you can't say that Michigan's going to be national championships on champions on the basis of this game, but you can say that Michigan is making progress over last year. They look considerably better and really, really good at a number of position groups. What's your take? You know, it was a wonderful start. You love to see the offense firing on all cylinders, and you even saw the defense firing on all cylinders. I think the the thing I struggle with is considering um, where Hawaii is at a team as a team, and considering where they are travel wise. Um, they did not roll over. They played hard. I think as hard as they could. But I really don't know what to make of this game. Um, and again, I would much rather be talking about a 63-3 victory than a, a 14-10 victory. Um, you know, one thing that struck me is that in the past, and I would say um, the latter reign of, of Lloyd Carr, and we're not even going to talk about Rich Rod because that was just a, a disaster, um, but, but even Brady Hoke, in the beginning of the season, you would see the team kind of being vanilla, um, basically trying to pound the other team and, and just overwhelm them um, by wearing them down. I think what we're seeing in this second year of, of Jim Harbaugh is, you know, they were letting it all hang out. And the thing that really fascinated me was not so much how the first offense did, but how the offense kept rolling even with uh, with the secondary or the second string players and like there was no let up and I think that's the thing that impressed me the most is that um, you know you had Jordan Lewis who who didn't play and that was a game time decision by by Coach Harbaugh you had Devion Smith out and as you mentioned you had Chris Evans who just looks like a world beater um, and, and so it was amazing to see. Um, the consistency where, you know, we always heard under Coach Hoke that the expectation was for the position, not the player. And what we saw yesterday was the Wolverines coming in waves on offense and defense. All, all those, all those, uh, seven, with 17 redshirts burned, that kind of was pleasing to me because he's letting the 
the the uh, younger people get some experience next year. These people are going to be leading the team. They need to have some experience this year so they can produce next year because next year we'll be in dire need of their services. But I'd like to point out again, and people sort of pass this by, is that the people that pulled uh, Michigan's bacon out of the fire when there was a problem early in that first half when they were staging that drive with where the two uh, world-class wide receivers they got, J.U. Chesson and Amara Darbo. Darbo made a play, a leaping catch of a ball that could have turned off his hands and been intercepted for a second interception. Jumped up, grabbed it, settled himself, and ran for a nice game. Uh, those two guys and the rest of the experienced troops aren't getting the credit right now because the focus is on the the newcomers, but uh, there's some players there that have really developed, and those are two of the best, Chesson and Darbo. You know, the, the interesting thing for me that we're seeing, and, and not to dismiss the, the freshmen, I mean, I think it's very clear Harbaugh is making a statement that, you know, if you're good enough to play, you're going to play. And, and I think that, that in past seasons there was always lip service to that. But, you know, when you see that many freshmen contributing, it, it's definitely for real. And it was interesting It was interesting because in the postgame press conference, he said that as practice, as, as fall camp went on, the number of freshmen that he thought would contribute just kept going up and up. And I think that that speaks well for the team because not only do you have depth, but listen, there's some good players. There's some good upperclassmen on this team. Um, and again, I think that one of the things that Harbaugh has benefited from, in addition to really good recruiting, is that the cupboard wasn't bare. And yet... Here he has added it with these freshmen. Um, you know, I, I think the the thing that the question I have is, how is the offensive line going to stack up against tougher opposition, and can we maintain a consistent play at the linebacker position? Um, and now, uh, with that said, Jabril Peppers was all over the field, and you know, you mentioned Don Brown's defense. I think in past years. Michigan would be content to kind of play a vanilla defense because man for man they would out talent the other team. Don Brown let it let it all hang out. I mean they were they were coming from all over, and he can you know he, he kind of got pissy when somebody uh, mentioned that or described his defense in one of the press conferences as high risk high reward. Well, when you're going up against a squad like Hawaii that's outmatched, it was it was all reward. I mean, they were just just dominating them all over the field. Um, again, you know, as we saw, it looks like Wisconsin is going to be maybe a little better than people thought. So that's that's looming like an like an early season matchup. But right now, I think you got to like everything you've seen. Um, you know, a couple players got nicked up, but but apparently. Um, you know, the, the one player that, that people are concerned about was Brian Monet, um, which would be a really, which, you know, if he ends up being out for any amount of time, he, he's had a really tough run, um, feel bad for him. 
Um, and, you know, we're waiting for, for a word on that. But Jordan Lewis will play. Um, coach made it clear that he probably could have gone yesterday, but it was a game-time decision, you know, the coach's decision not to play him. Um, I'm sure that Devion Smith really wants to get back in the starting lineup and uh, put a stranglehold on the starting position after seeing what Chris Evans did. I'm sure that's true. I know that Devion has a, a very competitive attitude, and he likes to be the toughest kid on the on the block, and uh, he's going to have to go some to uh, make the sunshine on him again and uh, eclipse uh, Chris Evans. If Chris Evans doesn't get hurt and he keeps progressing, he he reads well. He just he is a natural football player. He's uh, kind of a blend of some other guys that were there, like a seat Preston type. He's got quicks and he's got speed, and, and he sees the hole. He's got visions, and he's got jiggle. I mean, he can juke people. Oh, one thing we haven't talked about though is that some of the magnificent play. But Jabril Peppers, he had an excellent game. He had seven stops, which was the most on the team, seven solo tackles, which was very good. And he also was outstanding on a couple of runs. Uh, he made he made a mistake on special teams in catching the ball too deep once. But beyond that, every other time that he received a punt, uh, he did it right. And, boy, some of the moves that he made to break free of the defenders and get down that sideline and leap over a guy, that's a first-class move. That's a uh, a Woodson move. That's a, a special athlete move. So he's going to have a good year if he can hang in there and take the number of snaps that they got him posed for. Now, if there was any bad side to that game, and we have to kind of, you know, laugh about this, we didn't get to see how good our punt game was. Um, you know, I I know it's happened before, but man, it's amazing to see a game where Michigan never had to punt. Just, That's right. just outstanding. And I think the only, you know, the only downside to that game was that very first play where Spate threw that interception. Um, right. And, you know, it's almost funny that, um, you know, you could almost hear a collective gasp, like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And then, you know, the very next drive, they started deep, deep in their own end zone, you know, at the two or three yard line and, and just just drove. So, you know, he, he definitely looked like he's in control. And I think that we continue to see from all three quarterbacks that if you are a quarterback talent, you want to come to Michigan and you want to work with Jim Harbaugh because this is quarterback you, much in the way it was for the glory years of, of, of Lloyd Carr. I mean, you could go down the list, and Michigan had some some really top-notch quarterback talent that ended up um, having pro potential. And I can only imagine that it's going to be even more pronounced um, under Harbaugh. I mean, just considering you know his track record in the pros, his track record as a as a player, um, that that he's really showing that you know with with Rudock's transformation last year, and you know how good Spate looks so far, um, it it really looks like that Michigan is going to become 
Um, you know, you, you hate to say the very best place to come play quarterback, but a very good place. One of the top places is is, is very easy easy to say. You're glad you haven't got anybody that's any better trained to coach quarterbacks than our boys got all the pro and college experience that one would have to need, uh, one would need to excel. And he knows how to teach it, gets through the kids. Did you see him pounding on? On uh, straight there uh, to loosen him up before the game, he likes to do that and says it helps. He should have hit him a little harder though before that first uh, possession happened because he had some jitters. I think I think that led helped lead to the interception that he threw. The other quarterbacks completed their passes left and right. Uh, they looked good. There's no question that nobody nobody's been telling us tales when they said all three of them looked good and that there was a close competition because it looks that way from all the evidence that we saw in that game. Yeah, I mean, all the quarterbacks were looking so good. I was starting to look for Eric Magnuson to warm up. <laughs> that was a funny thing that he did when he said he was going to start a quarterback. Uh, yeah. I would have I would have loved for Michigan to come out and break the huddle just once with him at, at quarterback. Um, maybe as time expired, that would have been really funny. But um, you know, I, I would love to see that and love to hear what he would have to say after the fact. Um, you know, one thing that came up in the in the post game press conference, um, talking to Chris Evans, he he specifically mentioned that during camp, the freshmen were kept in their own area, had their own area of the of the locker room to kind of bond together and talk with each other, and that how they really challenged themselves to step up to the level of, of the team. And I, I think that very quickly in the next year or two, we're going to see the younger players uh, become the identity of this team. Um, you know, again... This is still, I mean, Chris Evans may have played really well, but you know that Devion Smith is a leader on this team. You know Jake Budd is a leader on this team. And, and again, those guys have come through a lot, and they're, they're definitely top performers. But it, it will be interesting to see, um, and again, I, I can only imagine it's going to be a good thing, that you know the swagger that this team has. And I, I was really wondering how they were going to come out because – we talk to these guys all through fall camp, and we don't get to see anything, which is which is coach's prerogative. But you hear about how tough practices are, and the coaches talk about how tough practices are. And, and Harbaugh talked about it yesterday. We had about the toughest camp you could have, and yet the guys seem so loose, and they seem like they're having such a good time that I was wondering how that was going to translate to the field. And it and it that's exactly how they came out. They looked like they were world beaters yesterday. And again. Um, you know, would they come out and, 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 you know, no one's saying they're going to come out and handily handle Ohio State or Michigan State, but there doesn't seem to be the tightness that there was, you know, even at the beginning of last year. Um, you know, that's for sure. They were, there was, you know, especially when we talked last season during, during spring camp, the players seemed a little tight, a little tentative. They, like, they didn't know exactly what to expect from Harbaugh. There are some players who left the team, and you really don't know how it's going to translate to the field. And, of course, last year they got better and better, 
And this year, they, they look like a well-established, well-coached team. They look like the program's well in place. And, and again, I, I have some questions about you know the line play, and I have some you know questions about depth at linebacker. But other than that, this team looks pretty much loaded for bear. What do you think, Andy? Well, I've never never talked to a more confident group than this group. They have been through so many repetitions of what they have to do that they're absolutely 100% confident that they can do what they're supposed to do, do their job, and push through uh, to better things. So they really have a great esprit de corps. They get along well together. The young ones get along with the old ones, and the young ones learn from the old ones, and vice versa. Yeah. Actually, Arbaugh has done a good job, and you can see the improvement over previous coaches and previous year and the previous year that he was here. Things are beginning to come together. Does that mean they're going to win all the games? I don't know how many games they're going to win. Nobody does. But they're off to a very good start, and they've got the right goals in mind and some confidence that they can achieve something. This is the year for Michigan to shine. Michigan State's a little bit down. Ohio State's a little bit down. They should be able to compete with everybody in the league this year. We'll see if they can or can't. But I'm kind of predicting that they'll win two out of three away games as they need to be uh, to have an extraordinary year. Andy, here's a stat for you. Okay, so Michigan quarterbacks yesterday. 17 for 20, one interception. That that interception was the first play from scrimmage, okay? Yep. So you look at that, and, and granted, you know, by time Shane got in and John O'Corn got in, the, the, Hawaii was beat down. And yet, they were 7 for 7. That's very, very efficient. That is getting the job done. Um, and then, you know, you look at, okay, so Jake Butt is a huge weapon on the offense, right? He had one reception yesterday. So when you look at, you know, the ball being spread around, no receiver, okay, the top two receivers, you know, Chesson and Darbo, each had three receptions each. And, and again, he had some nice plays, but the ball was being spread around. The You had a number of running backs get in, and, of course, you had um, Chris Evans just, just, dominate this looks like a really well balanced team and yes you can you can talk about Hawaii being beat down and jet lagged and all that stuff but again we've seen far better Michigan te- well okay not far better we've seen really good Michigan teams come out flat in the in the home opener okay over the years um, and and this case they looked they looked in midseason form now we're going to have to see, you know, what happens as they get dinged up and wore down and, you know, how they're going to come back next week. But, again, you know, it was funny. Uh, when I left the press conference, one of the security guys on the outside said, so they, they give the coach any hard questions, and I just kind of laughed. I'm like, what kind of hard question are you going to give today? He scored 63 points. I mean, what are you going to yeah. do? Are you going to criticize the field goal defense? I mean, they, you know, it was a 55-yarder field goal. <laughs> Yeah, they 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 really have it. They really seem at this point in the season to have it together and to be have their goals in mind and have a 
uh, a very big desire to get to those goals. It's been fun talking to them. They've talked to a lot of the players this year. Heard a lot of them talk, of course, and uh, heard them answer questions. And uh, all of them have been that I've been around, have been articulate, very dedicated. They know the party line. They know what they should say and what they shouldn't say. They don't give away secrets that they're not supposed to do. They handle themselves well. But they're very confident. One of them said yesterday uh, that I overheard that uh, that uh, uh, well, it escapes me for a minute, but I'll be there in just a second. Huh? You know, um, you know, said that, oh, you know it, it's a repetition. The repetition that uh, they said we've had a thousand snaps. We've had all the repetition that we've ever need. We can remember this stuff in our dreams. And uh, we're just very well trained. They're very well coached. And it, it's beginning to show more this year than it has in past years, in my opinion. Well, we'll definitely uh, be tuned in next week. Definitely had a lot to enjoy in this past game. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue! Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue!